Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is From Debt to Wealth to Impact, the show where I help people move from financial struggle to financial stability and from financial stability to financial significance. My name is David Smith. I'm your host and tour guide on this journey. In episode four, we talked about impact and significance. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would appreciate it if you'd go back and have a listen. You find out a little bit more about me that way. In this episode, we're going to talk about getting out of debt. We're going to talk about two of the primary models that the experts suggest for getting out of debt and what actually happens in real life. Why those models more often than not do not work. The models are valid. The models are solid, but real life gets in the way. And then at the end of this episode, I will suggest a fix, something that we can do that makes the models work better and puts those models on steroids. So let's get right into it. There are two different methods and models that the experts suggest if we're getting out of debt. And the assumption is that our debt is across multiple types of instruments. For example, you may have multiple credit cards, you have a loan, you have a car payment, you have a mortgage, you have student debt. All of those debts have different balances. All of those debts have different minimum payments. And all of those debts have different interest rates. And so that's the assumption when the experts tell us how we should be able to get out of debt. The two models are the snowball method and the avalanche method. I've heard of the snowball method before. I've used the snowball method before. I had not really heard of the avalanche method before. So I'm going to assume that maybe most of my listeners are the same way. They understand, they know a little bit about the snowball method, but they don't know much about the avalanche method. So let's start with that one. In the avalanche method, what you do is you take your debts and you put them in a list by order of the interest rate. For example, let's say you have a credit card with 25%. You have a credit card at 19%. You have a credit card at 15%. You have a mortgage at 4% and your car loan at 6%. I don't know. What you would do is you would take those debts and you would put the 25% at the top and rank them like that from top to bottom. And then what you do is you take a little bit extra money every month and you apply it to the minimum payment on the credit card with the highest interest rate. And so what you're doing is you're paying down the highest interest rate first. It doesn't matter what the balance is. It doesn't matter what the minimum payment is. The theory behind the avalanche method is to pay off the interest as fast as possible. The theory is if you're paying off that 25% card, you're paying less interest over time, and that will help you get out of debt faster. The one problem, well, one of the problems with the avalanche method is the human brain likes to feel like it's getting somewhere, likes to feel like it's accomplishing something. And so with the avalanche method, you may not be paying down the lowest balance first. And you may, it may take, maybe you have a $5,000 credit card with a 25% interest rate, and it could take you a long time to pay that credit card down. And in your brain, it doesn't feel like you're making any progress. 
That's where the snowball method comes in. In the snowball method, you take all of your debts and you sort them by order of balance from smallest to highest. Let's say you have a credit card with a $200 balance, a credit card with a $1,200 balance, credit card with a $3,000 balance, credit card with a $5,000 balance, your student loans, your car payments, your mortgage. Now in the snowball method, you try to find some extra money. Let's say that payment is $35 a month and you find $25 a month extra and you start paying $60 towards that $200 debt. In about four months, you're going to have that $200 debt paid off. That helps our human brain think that we're making progress. In four months, we paid off a credit card. And then you take that whole $60 and you apply it to the $900 debt. Let's say that $900 debt has a $50 payment. Now you've got the $35 payment, the $25 extra a month, and the $50 payment, now you're paying $110 a month towards that $900 balance. And in about seven or eight months, you've got that credit card paid off. And you see, this is why it's called the snowball method. You take that first balance and you apply it to the second balance. You take that, then when that card is paid off, you take those two payments and the extra and you apply towards the third card. But again, There are a couple of flaws with the snowball method. The first one is when you're when you have a whole lot of debt, a lot of times you have a hard time making the minimum payment. And so it's hard to find any extra money to apply to that snowball method in the first place. But let's say that you do find 25 extra dollars and you start doing the snowball method. You pay off that $200 credit card. Now that $35 payment is gone. Well, what happens a lot of times is we think, hey, I've got that $35 back in my life. That $35 gives me a little bit of breathing room. And so you don't take that $35 and snowball it into the second card. Or maybe you pay off a couple of cards and now you've got $80 back into your budget. You just don't stay consistent. You don't see that $80 as money that keeps going to your snowball, you see that $80 as money that is back in the budget to be spent for whatever it is you want to spend it on. And that's usually the, you know, why we keep living paycheck to paycheck. That's usually why we end up getting into debt in the first place. And then another flaw with both of these methods is what if something happens? What if your car breaks down? What if one of the kids gets sick? What if uh, your rent goes up? You know, there's all kinds of different things that can make our, that can stretch our budget. These are all things that will make the avalanche method and the snowball method fail in real life. But what can we do to fix it? Let's say that we had some kind of a method of making money from home. There's all kinds of different ways that you can make money from home. One of my favorites is selling on eBay. Now, you can learn how to sell on eBay and you can make an extra $1,500 a month really, really easy. So now you're taking, you're selling things on eBay. Now you have a business. Now with that business, certain things that you do 
your internet, you know, a certain part of your house, if you have to drive to thrift stores, your car, all of these different things now become tax deductions. And there is a way for you to to figure all of this out. And you can go to your boss and you can fill out a form at work and you can start getting extra money in your paycheck because you're going to owe less taxes at the end of the year. Now, I know that may sound a little bit confusing and I'll maybe go into it in more detail in another episode. But right now, that's what I'm here for. Uh, Go ahead and send me a text message. I'll give you the number at the end of the episode. But text me and I'll show you how you can um, have a home business and use that to lower your taxes and bring more money into your household. Let's say you're selling on eBay. You're making an extra $1,500 a month. Let's say that you fix your taxes, you're withholding at work, and you're getting an extra $200 a month. Now you've got an extra $200, $250 a month coming into your household. Now you apply that to your snowball method. Now you pay off that $200 balance in one month. Now you pay off that $900 balance in four months. And the snowball works faster. Now what does having a home business do? It now gives you that extra money for the snowball to work. It puts you in a position where you have extra money in your budget and you feel like working the snowball, you have some breathing room. And if an emergency comes up, well, you have a source of income now. Let's say that, you know, something happens to the car. You know that you can take that eBay income and you can apply that to the car bill and you don't have to stop your debt repayment plan completely. Again, just in my opinion, it's another reason to have a home-based business. It gives you breathing room. It helps you have less withholding at work and bring more money into your budget. It helps you get out of debt faster. It helps you cover emergencies. So that's my content for getting out of debt. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Would an extra $1,000 a month give you some breathing room? Would an extra $1,000 a month help you get out of debt faster? Would an extra $1,000 a month help you work the snowball or the avalanche method? The best way to get to $1,000 a month extra in your household is to have a home-based business. Now, maybe you don't know what business to start. Maybe you have a home business right now and you're not making $1,000 a month yet. Maybe you've tried working from home before and you failed. That's what I'm here for. I help people start home businesses and succeed at home businesses with our first goal of getting you to $1,000 a month. I'm here to help. Uh, Shoot me a text message. My phone number is 760-542-8603-760-542-8603. Send me a text. We'll work out a time that we can eat. Maybe we'll keep chatting by text or we can get on a phone call together. Figure out where you are uh, trying to figure out what business to start. Maybe trying to figure out how to get a current business to $1,000 a month. Uh, Whatever you need, I'm here to help you on your journey to move from financial struggle to financial stability and from financial stability to financial significance. 
I'd also like it if you uh, would follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. That way you can be notified when new episodes come out. I try to put out new episodes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But if you subscribe or follow, you should get a notification when a new episode uh, hits your platform. So again, thank you for listening to this episode. Hope it made a little bit of sense. Hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you again soon. Namaste.